0: On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I explain why I'm using this period to experiment with my routine, and I answer a question about why I didn't get along with education. what's going on here we are back again for this episode number 18 of life and lessons i'm sean spooner and if you're new here here's what you need to know for 52 weeks between the ages of 24 and 25 i'm going to be recording and releasing a weekly podcast to see just how much my life can change in a year this is the story of growing a business of growing as a person and it's a completely honest view into my life as i take on some fairly unusual things and this episode right here is all about week number 18 in that journey. Right, welcome back if you are a regular listener and welcome along if you're not. I realise that at this point I always talk directly to regular listeners. So if you're a new listener this week, hello. I hope you're well. Uh, either way, regular or new listener, I hope you've had a good week. We're deep into this now, aren't we? We're, we're deep into this lockdown Uh, as i record this we're just coming out of week number three of lockdown here in the uk and whatever you're doing whether you're a key worker who is there or thereabouts going about your daily life or somebody who is working from home furloughed caring for somebody whatever it might be i hope that you're finding ways to cope during this and finding ways to bring normality back into your life and to find positives and to just get on with living like I told you last week, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I found a a new normality inside of this situation and so I'm just kind of getting on with it. And so that's really what my past week has been, literally just staying at home, working, sleeping, going out for my one walk per day and getting on with what I can do. And so... I just want to kind of diarise and update you on that in this episode, because as you know, I typically use this podcast, at least in the first 15 weeks or so before this all started, I typically use this podcast as a platform to share uh, the thoughts on my mind and update you on the things that have happened in my life and to start conversations with you. And yes, that's absolutely still the plan, but right now it's hard to tell you about anything particularly exciting, because I'm sure you'll agree, not a whole lot is happening. But in that calm, in that lack of major events, in those lack of plans and lack of social interaction and lack of distractions, I think there's something equally as worthwhile to be found. And it's the time and the space and the energy to try. To try things out that you've always been curious about, to test things that you perhaps otherwise wouldn't have had the time to. And to have the space to actually remain consistent. And so that's kind of what I want to update you on this week, because I've been very deep in just trying shit out mode right now. Trying to wake up at 6am, trying to be in bed by 10pm, trying to not touch my phone for the first two hours of the day, trying an 18 hour long block of intermittent fasting each day for the sake of productivity, trying to sneak more calories into my diet, even trying red light therapy. I'm trying all sorts of shit right now because for the first time in as long as i can remember perhaps ever i can control all of the variables in my life right now and so for the next however many weeks whilst i'm stuck at home with not a lot to update you on other than the marginal changes i'm making with my day-to-day life and productivity and health and mindset that's probably what i'm going to spend a lot of time talking about because ultimately that's all that we have right now we have ourselves and a buffer of time to make improvements. Now, I said this last week, I'm not suggesting that you have to make improvements with this time. Do what you want, but I'm choosing to. And so let me start here this week, let me tell you about my most up-to-date way of structuring my day, because even since this time last week when we last spoke, a lot has changed. As I'm trying to test and learn at speed with the time that we have. So, let me tell you about my day, and then next week, once some of this has had time to set in, I'll let you know what feels like it's working and what's changed, because I think that this could be an interesting few weeks of learning, not just for me, uh, but actually if we start conversations around this for all of us. So, the current plan that I followed for the past two days looks a little something like this. My alarm goes off on my Amazon Echo at 6am, I purposely turned off any later alarms and I've also turned off the alarm on my phone as I find that when I'm in bed and I'm waiting for later and later alarms to go off, if I have a number of alarms set throughout the morning, I'll let myself fall asleep. For example, if I have an alarm set at 6am and then one at 20 past, when I wake up at 6, if I can't be asked moving, I know that I have that fallback, I know that I'm allowing myself to fail at 6 Because I can rely on the 6.20am alarm. So I've turned all of that off. I have one alarm on one device. And it's the 6am alarm that goes off to wake me up. Now, 10 minutes earlier, so at 5.50am right now, the heating in my room comes on using a timer. So that by time I'm awake, my room is already warm. And it's a lot easier for me to get out of bed. Now, uh, on telling my Echo to turn off my alarm, it kickstarts a thing called a routine that I discovered actually just a few days ago. It turns out that you can preset a sequence of events that your amazon echo follows on a given queue so when i tell my echo to turn off the alarm when i wake up the alarm stops and a routine starts firstly the echo tells me the news from sky news and then it tells me the weather and then it tells me what i'm doing for the day based on a note that i populate the night before and then once all of that's out of the way it starts playing a spotify playlist that i picked so my heating's on My alarm's gone off, I've heard the news and the weather and a summary of my to-do list. I'm awake and my music is playing. But why is that so important? Well, it's because I'm trying something else new at the moment. And that something else is something that I've heard recommended so much. Uh, Now, a lot of people go further and they do the whole sleeping with your phone outside of your bedroom thing. I haven't gone that far, but it's essentially that in as much as for the first two hours of the day. So for the first two hours after waking up, I'm currently avoiding my phone altogether. So between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m., I can be fairly confident that nobody really needs me. Clients aren't yet in work. Others in dream are still getting ready for the day or perhaps getting on with their own thing in the case of Alex and Richard. And I know that uh, generally speaking, I want to be avoiding things like social media. And so uh, for those first two hours of the day, I avoid my phone and to help me do that I've identified that many of the things I'd typically pick my phone up for first thing in the morning to check the news to look at my to-do list and so on can all be replaced by that Alexa routine so it removes uh, the necessity to pick up my phone but also the habits that that fall as a as a result of that right because I can pick up my phone for four minutes to check the news but 20 minutes later I'll find that I'm still in bed and I'm on Twitter so I've removed the need for all of that. I don't touch my phone for the first two hours of the day. So anyway, let's call it 6.20 by time I'm out of bed and ready. Uh, I've been aiming to get to my desk for 6.30 a.m. And when I get to my desk, lighting has been a big thing that I've been exploring recently. I find this really interesting. So as such, two things happen at this point at around 6.30 a.m. The first is that my laptop for the first two hours of the day has reduced blue light. So you've probably seen Night Shift on your iPhone or your Mac. Uh, I've stopped using Night Shift on Mac because it turns out from the reading I've done, it's actually fairly shit and ineffective. And instead, I've switched back to using an app that you may have heard of called Flux. So the levels of blue light on my screen whilst I'm working for the first couple of hours, are mimicking that of a sunrise. So there is not a lot of blue light. And eventually, by around 8am, there's more blue light coming out of the screen. Flux has got back to normal. And to support that for the first 20 minutes of sitting at my desk, uh, I sit in front of a red light that I've just bought. Uh, Now, both of these practices are way too early in for me to know if they have any impact. But I've heard... And from the very limited research I've done, that they help to simulate the kinds of light that we've become accustomed to over millions of years during sunrise and remove those artificial blue light tones. And so uh, that's that's the thought process behind it. Now I have to say I purposely haven't bothered looking too much into the science on this because I want to judge these claims and similar claims based on my felt experience without uh, setting an expectation, without placeboing myself. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So that's how I start my day lighting wise. And then during those two hours, I just spoke about for the first two hours of the day, I've been following the old advice of eating the frog. So that is tackling the biggest or the most important or the highest urgency tasks I have for the whole of the day, focusing on those exclusively for the first two hours of the day. And during those two hours, whilst I'm working, I have brain FM on, which is uh, similar to binaural beats, although i think they pitch it by saying it's not binaural beats but it's essentially this uh, weird kind of humming music that blocks out sounds and allows you to focus far more efficiently so doing two hours worth of work noise counseling headphones on brain fm playing to block out distractions and during that time i'm not checking my inbox i'm not checking the news i'm not checking social media it's a two-hour solid focused work block And then just before 9am, I'll go downstairs, I'll grab a coffee and I'll pick up my phone, open my inbox and make myself slightly more open to the world as I continue my working day and as others are just starting theirs. And then between 9am and 2pm, for the most part, at least I'm just sat down, carrying on with my to-do list, slotting in things like video calls where needed, but as much as possible, just carrying on with focused work. So, and this is new to me bearing in mind I typically start work around 10 a.m. Starting four hours earlier means that by time I've been reaching 2 p.m. recently, following this, I've managed to do a full eight-hour period of work blocks. Now, for the last few days at this point, at 2 p.m., that's when I'll be having my first meal. I've heard and read over the last few years, actually, so much about the productivity benefits of intermittent fasting. And so whilst I can control... Uh, what I eat and when I eat because I'm at home all the time. That's what I've been trying. And for the most part, from a productivity point of view, it's incredible. Working in a fasted state seems to help me so much with focus. That is, at least, until the last hour or so. Uh, In the last few days, from 1pm onwards, all I've been able to think about is eating. And so, whilst right now I'm working to an 18-hour fasting 6 hour eating window, I have a funny feeling that by time we speak next week I'll probably have switched that to 16 hours of fasting, so starting a fast at 8pm and ending at midday. But I'll let you know how I get on with that. Anyway, 2pm is food time. Now something I've always struggled with is finding the food to eat to fit in enough calories. Uh, I have been trying, sometimes with success, sometimes not, over the last 2 years or so to gain weight. Uh, And to gain weight at the moment, I'm aiming, uh, based on uh, calorie expenditure and so on, to be consuming somewhere in the region of 2,800 calories a day. Uh, And to do that with just straight up whole foods, I won't lie, I found that a struggle. That's volume-wise, a lot of food, a lot of meals to fit into a day. But I found a little hack. And this hack comes in the form of a 22-pound blender from Amazon. And so I put into that blender that turned up this week 400 ml of milk two scoops of protein powder a big tablespoon of peanut butter a full banana 50 grams of oats and 15 ml of olive oil now you're probably thinking that that sounds disgusting because that's exactly what i thought when i heard that but blend it up and not only is it one of the nicest shakes you've ever tried but it's also over 1,200 calories crammed into a really quick and easy to drink pint glass. It literally fits in a pint glass. And so 2pm comes around and I have one of those shakes plus some kind of actual food. And at that point, I'm hitting somewhere in the region of 1,500 to 2,000 calories whilst breaking my fast, uh, because I then feel absolutely knackered based on eight hours worth of work and then eating a shitload of food immediately after eating i've been going on an hour-long walk which has been a godsend during this period being able to get out of the house for that hour and whilst i'm doing that i've got my headphones in listening to some sort of podcast or blink on blinkist and then it's around 4 p.m by time i get home 4 p.m is the moment when i stop drinking caffeine as i eventually slowly move towards going to bed Uh, And then I'm back at my desk between around four and six and I'll be doing some less focused, easier work uh, because at this point lots of my willpower is gone. But of course, there's still shit to get done. There are emails to respond to. There are lighter tasks to be working on. And so that's what I'm doing between four and six. Between six and seven is the time that I have currently blocked out for a home workout. So I've moved that slightly earlier compared to when we spoke last week. Sorry, Uh, And that's all in an effort to get to bed earlier. So I'm currently using Adam Collard's home workout program, which is really good. It also comes with a uh, a really, really good Facebook group alongside it where Adam posts in some really useful content on nutrition and health and fitness and so on. So I do that workout and then I have dinner. And before I know it, it's 8 p.m. and I'm back to fasting. Uh, I'm using an app called, I believe it's called Zero to record my fasting. It seems to be the one that everybody I know uses. And so at 8 p.m., as well as hitting the begin fast button on that app, uh, all of my devices, so my iPhone and Mac essentially, either go into night shift or flux mode. And again, same thing that we spoke about with the morning, that's to reduce blue light. And so too does my bedroom. So I turn off the uh, the horrible kind of bluey white artificial feeling light above my head and the red light comes on. I bought like a it's like a 25 pound red light from amazon it must look fucking weird when people walk past my bedroom but it really really helps to just um it just feels nice i can't explain it if you if you spend an hour and a half in a room with nothing but red light and then you go outside go into another room see a tv turned on it's crazy how much blue light you can suddenly feel it's it's just the weirdest feeling so it really does Uh, again it could be a placebo but it really does seem to help me uh, move towards that point of being ready to sleep so from 8 pm onwards uh, all of the blue light is removed where possible from my devices Uh, and of course i'm also uh, well i've got that red light on Uh, and then i start getting ready for bed so i you know start planning tomorrow's work i will where possible spend around an hour reading on my kindle Right now I'm reading Predictably Irrational, in case you were wondering. I have my supplements, I have a chamomile tea. God, I'm sounding incredibly boring right now, aren't I? Uh, And then I will do something which makes me so ready for bed, which is use uh, the Waking Up app, meditation app, and I will do 10 minutes of meditation. A couple of feet away from the red light so there's some warmth there and it's just it's hard to explain but my god it gets you ready for bed and then immediately after that uh, my earphones go away my phone's already on charge on the other side of the room uh, on do not disturb my earphones go away the light goes off and I get into bed and I tell you what using those two hours between 8 and 10 over the last few days as a an intentional runway towards the goal of being ready to sleep immediately. I feel incredible getting into bed. I feel so ready to sleep, which is rare. And then I sleep. And then it's 6am and we go again. And so that's where I'm at right now, at this very moment with the routine I'm testing. Like I say, I'm allowing myself the opportunity to Try a lot of things right now, and I know that because I have the time and space to try, uh, things could well be very different this week or two or three weeks from now. But I'm okay with that because I don't think I'm going to have another period anytime soon where I'm going to have so much time at home controlling all of the variables where I can just try these things out. And so, the hope is that by the time we come out of the other end of this coronavirus period, I feel like I'll have a whole new set of foundations when it comes to habits and understandings of myself and when best to wake up and how to be most productive and how to structure my day and it's my hope to build upon those foundations and so this will be an interesting time and I'll um I'm sure I'll let you know how I get on over the next few weeks and also in the same vein if you have any recommendations if you have any tools or tips that you use to improve your day or to improve your focus or to make yourself just feel that little bit better do let me know because i'm very much in learning mode right now and uh, everybody listening to this has their own routine has their own habits has their own ideas and yeah i just i'd love to learn from everybody listening so please do let me know if you have any tips okay so we're back to questions You'll remember that I promised a few weeks ago to answer a question of yours at the end of every episode, and I've kind of flip-flopped. Sometimes I've done it, sometimes I haven't, but we're back on that. And I'm really excited that we're back on that because the question this week, I believe, is a really, really interesting one. It, It comes from James on Twitter, and he asks this. He says, what was it about school that made you not enjoy it so much? And as a 41 year old primary school head teacher, what advice would you give to somebody in my position? Now, usual disclaimer, when it comes to answering these questions, unlike the rest of the podcast, which is somewhat structured and scripted, this part, I just waffle. I just think out loud, see what comes out, stream of consciousness and so on. So this will probably be less structured than what you're used to, but hopefully it will be more honest. And so reading that question, I actually, with a friend of mine, Sam, did a Instagram live answering this very question the day it came in, because I thought, wow, what a question. And Sam and I had both had very, very different, but both very unusual journeys towards the end of education. So we answered it with some thoughts. And, you know, I can summarize in probably three or four general thoughts, right? The first is that uh, I think the reason I didn't enjoy school is because... And I touched upon this in, I believe, episode one, which is probably where the the context of this question comes from. I think what I didn't enjoy so much about school is that I realized, maybe naively, but I realized early on that it wasn't for me. And by that, I mean that I think I was quite a an unusual case in the sense that from the age of 14 onwards, I have been from Corby Magazine to Magnate to Dream. I've been running businesses for 10 years, which means that for the bulk of my secondary school education, I was running businesses, and I I knew in my heart of hearts that that's what I enjoyed doing, and I could see a direct way to monetize that, right? So I had, at least I thought I had, and I'm still sticking to that plan 10 years later, I had a job in mind, I had the thing that I knew I wanted to do in mind, and so things like business in school really interested me. But I always use this example, but it's because it's so such a pointless thing for a 14 year old to learn about longshore drift in geography or the periodic table in science or i don't know rounders in pe the 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 ins and outs and the rules of rounders those things whilst absolutely necessary and good and the right things for lots of people both those who have an interest in geography or science or physical education or indeed those who don't yet know what they want to do absolutely right however just because i kind of already knew what i wanted to do i feel like i switched off to a lot of those subjects and so i guess how do i word this i don't have an issue with education i think that the school system does exactly what it's designed to do and for the most part at least from my personal experience of me and my friends who i've seen go through the education system it does what it's supposed to do and it supports people as a whole. There will always be edge cases. I was one of them. Uh, but I think by the very nature of being an edge case, at least maybe 50% of the time, uh, because you reject that, that pathway that's given to you and you uh, perhaps ask too many questions and you maybe uh, don't take at face value what's given to you from a book or you... Uh, decide that respect is earned and not, you know, given to somebody immediately because of their job position. I think that by the very nature of those kind of thought processes that make some people edge cases inside of education, those people are probably going to be all right outside of education anyway. So I don't feel like the education system is designed to work for individuals in positions such as mine, but in the same breath, I think that's okay because I think people in these particular positions, with these particular personality traits and thought processes. um, They kind of do all right outside of education anyway, because they are uh, nature, nurture, whatever it is, wired that way in some sort of way. And then the only two things I'd add to that, one of them is definitely related to the school I went to, which is that I feel like it was too focused on institutional outcomes rather than individual outcomes. And by that, I mean that I don't believe that uh, as somebody who was never going to go to university, as somebody who didn't care all that much about exam results or about uh, coursework outcomes, I still could have learned an awful lot in school. You know, there was... Uh, Brooke Weston's incredible. I will forever be thankful for the things that it did teach me. I just can't help but feel that if if some of the... Uh, teaching staff in Brooke western during my time were more interested in individual outcomes, i.e. how do we make this young person uh, more switched on or smarter or more articulate or all of these soft skills, individual outcomes rather than institutional outcomes, i.e. how do we remain in the league tables for the top uh, A star to C GCSE results in the country? I think that everybody, including those who are very academically minded, would have done better. And then I think the second thing, which is kind of related to that, is just that I feel like some teaching staff that I encountered, and I have to say it was definitely the minority, and I hope that it's an even smaller minority nationally, they just seem to lack the empathy for individuals. And by that, I mean, it it comes down basically to the last point, which was that everything was focusing in my experience towards uh, exam results at the cost of everything else, because that was moving you towards uh, sixth form admission at the cost of everything else and because that was moving you towards the percentage of individuals who go on to higher education again at the cost of everything else so empathy towards every single individual's circumstances wishes uh, their goals and so on would have been good but like i say i think that overall uh, not that not that this particular piece of my opinion matters much I I sit so far outside of education that this is somewhat irrelevant. But I do believe that the education system is uh, solid and does what it's supposed to do and serves very well a high majority of students. Beyond that, I'm I'm not qualified to offer any more opinion. But it was a really, really good question because it got me thinking. And it got me thinking about something that I have perhaps made throw away comments about before of ah fuck school didn't like this blah 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 without really thinking what my actual experience was like and why i experienced that so really good question thank you for that james i don't know if you got anything out of that waffle but i do hope that you did if you have any follow-up questions or you just want to drop me a message please do um it seems backwards to say this but from the experience i've had speaking at places such as Uh, Swansea University and one of the schools here in Corby very recently. I actually really enjoy engaging with schools, so yeah, drop me a message if there's anything else. Right, that is it. You can probably tell I'm rushing right now, and that's because I'm currently in a race with the clock. It's currently five minutes to eight. It's Thursday night, which means at 8pm in just a few minutes time. My street is about to erupt into an applause outside for the clap for our carers, which is happening every Thursday. Uh, And, A, would love to be part of that, B, don't want lots of clapping in the back of this podcast, and so I'm rushing to get this finished in the next four minutes so that those two things don't happen. So, as I always say, thank you for listening. I hope that you found particular value in this episode, Um, and I hope that it's given you some thoughts about how you can change up your day whilst we're all stuck inside and we continue through this long slog, and like I say, if you have any ideas that you can share with me, please do right i'll leave things here we have got four minutes until the clapping i think we're all good um have a good week and yeah i will see you back here this time next week for episode number 19 of life and lessons see you then